listening to the Denver Real Estate Investing Podcast, brought to you by the Envision Advisors at Your Castle Real Estate. Hey everyone, Chris Lopez here. And last week, I was actually in our company's quarterly webinar, and Joe Mass with Castle & Cook did his uh, segment on lending, and he did a really great segment on the people going to forbearances and how they're performing and how many may turn into foreclosures uh, down the road. So about halfway through the presentation, I text him, hey, Joe, we need some podcast. And now you're on the podcast. Here I am. Wow. Great. Well, hey, thanks for having me. Um, the question that I really focused on answering was, when are we going to see the wave of foreclosures? Now, Chris, you talk to people every day, just like I talk to people. Have you had people ask about this? Hey, the, the, we're in a recession. When are we going to see the wave of foreclosures? Do people ask you this? Yes, this is why I'm making a podcast so I can tell people to listen to podcasts. <laughs> okay, perfect. Um, and I agree. I get this question every single day. So I had to dive into a lot of data um, to find out about when we're going to see this wave of foreclosures. And that's what I want to talk about today. So we're going to start with, we've got a pie chart here. And for those of you that are listening on the podcast, you can't see it. But Oh, and actually, if you click the show notes, uh, it'll be in the YouTube video and maybe the blog post as well, because there's some really good charts in here. Great, great. So the number of homes in Colorado, there's 1,658,000. So 1.6 million homes in Colorado. That's our pie here on the right-hand side. Now, right off the bat, 37% of these are owned free and clear, and 63% of homes have a mortgage. So it's a little over a million 40,000. So let's call it a little more than a million homes have a mortgage. Now, the peak forbearance nationally and in Colorado was 8.65%. Now, there's no local data on exactly how many homes went into forbearance. So I want to walk you how walk you through how I arrived at this number. So here at Castle & Cook, you guys know we retain 92% of our loans that we keep in our portfolio, and you make your payments to our partner company called Loan Care. Well, because of that, we have our, our own portfolio with greater than 10,000 properties in it, and we were able to track very closely how many properties and how many clients went into forbearance. Well, 10, what do you know? 10,000 here in Colorado? No, nationwide. Nation, nationwide. Nationwide, okay. okay. But we have a, a 10,000 portfolio nationwide, and the nationwide stats, not just for Castle and Cook, but everywhere, was 8.65%. And then we drilled down and looked at our Colorado portfolio, and guess what went into forbearance? 8.65%. Right. Literally like the same. Within wow. rounding difference. Yeah. Okay. So I use that data to extrapolate that in Colorado, a million 44,000 homes, let's assume 8.65% of them went into forbearance. That's a little over 90,000 homes that went into forbearance. Now, 90,000 homes going into forbearance, everyone talking about it, everyone worried about it means there's a massive wave of foreclosures coming soon, right? This is what prompts the question. Would you agree? Correct. All right. So what I want to do is I want to zoom in closer on this 90,000 portion of the pie here. All right. So we're zoomed in and we've taken this 90,000 homes. We've made it its own uh, entire piece of pie here. So the first thing you're going to see is 25% never missed a single payment. So greater than 22,000 people never missed a payment. I call this the insurance policy forbearance. They were worried about their job, worried they were going to get laid off, worried they were going to lose hours. They went into forbearance, but kept making all of their payments, all right? 25% of those never missed a single payment. The next 30%, they've completed forbearance, and they are performing. So 27,000 people have completed their forbearance. They went in, you know, deferred a couple of payments, but they've gotten out, they've gotten caught up, they've done their modification, they're moving on. 
So that means they're no longer in Fortnite. They're no longer they're in Fortnite. Back into a normal loan. Yep, exactly. Okay. All right. So that's between those two, that's 55% that there's been zero impact. Now, 6% have paid off. These folks have either sold or refinanced. This is 5,400 people in Colorado that have paid or refinanced or uh, or sold or refinanced, paid off their home in some way during or after their forbearance, okay? Now, 34% remain in forbearance. That's a little over 30,000 people or 30,000 homes. They're continuing to defer their payments or they've extended their forbearance or they're working on their modification. So 34% are currently in forbearance. And 5% are delinquent, all right? 5% of this 90,000 people is 4,500 homes. So 5% are delinquent. They are greater than 90 days down right now. They could become a foreclosure at some point in the future. Now, they may be working on a modification. They may be working on selling. Maybe they're working on doing another forbearance. We don't exactly know, but what we do know is they are delinquent. So 4,500 homeowners are delinquent after their forbearance and are at risk of foreclosure, okay? Does that make sense so far, Chris? It does. What about the people that are still in forbearance, that 34% slice of the pie? Yeah, so this 34%, I would expect that it's going to break out the same way. 25% are going to continue making their payments, 30% are going to complete their forbearance, 6% are going to pay off, and 5% are probably going to come out of delinquency in this, okay. which 5% of this 30,000 would be another 1,500 people. Okay. okay. But your question, we should actually have another one of these six months from now, and we'll zoom in on that 30,000 people and see what happened. Okay. I like that idea. So 4,500 homeowners that we know right now on, uh, what is this, November 9th, we know are delinquent after forbearance and at risk of foreclosure. So let's zoom back out to our entire pie here. So we've got, again, number of homes in forbearance, 90,000. Let's split that out. What you see, 25% never missed a payment. 30% uh, completed their forbearance and they're making payments. 5,400 have sold or refinanced. 34% remain in forbearance. And 4,500 are delinquent. Now, 4,500 delinquent homeowners account for 0.27% of the homes in Colorado. All right. This is not just the front range. This is the entire state of Colorado, roughly 4,500 people delinquent um, after their forbearance. So how is that going to impact the market? What if all 4,500 delinquent homeowners came on the market tomorrow? So what I have here, I don't have stats for the entire Denver or pardon me, the entire Colorado market. So you're going to have to give me a little rope on this one. But what I do have are stats for Northern Colorado listings, Denver Metro listings, and Colorado Springs listings. So what you see, total inventory on the front range as of October 1st, which is the most recent date that inventory was available, 7,400 homes, months, uh, homes and condos, excuse me, months of inventory, 1.03 months of inventory. Now, let's just assume for argument's sake that all 4,500 of these homes are here in the front range. Now, they're not. Some are on the Western Slope, some are in Southern Colorado, et cetera. But let's assume all 4,500 homes come on the market tomorrow. That's going to give us new inventory on the front range of almost 12,000 homes, 11,999 homes. That's going to move our months of inventory from 1.03 to 1.65 months. Now, let's look at that graphically. Way over on the right-hand side, you see that light purple, and you see that is where we're at, that bottom number for months of inventory. We are in an extreme seller's market a more powerful seller's market than we've been in over the last five years. We are 
really at the at the very bottom of where buyers have any control and sellers have all the power. If all of these homes come on the market tomorrow, it would move us from there to there to 1.65 months of inventory. Let me ask you, Chris, do you think that's going to make a big impact on the market? No, it's not going to make a difference whatsoever. Yeah. I mean, it'll be, I mean, they could all come in in one month and I think they'd all be absorbed within 30 days in a contract or vast majority of them. And and just so you know, Joe, so the podcast previous to this was the October stats podcast. Oh. And I told people to make sure they pay attention to the numbers on how much inventory we've had, because as you know, September and October, inventory has been some of the, the lowest ever for that time of the year. And the last couple months, we've had more properties under contract than there are available at the end of the month. And we did yep. see a little bit, you know, a small, relatively small surge of listings the last couple of months and the market gobbled up, I mean, instantly. And yep. that's why we have more in a contract than we do active at the end of the, end of the month. Yep. And this would be the same thing in my prediction. If you guys can't see this chart, this is a great one your castle does that Joe's modified where, you know, based on your castle data, four months or less of inventory is a seller's market. Approximately four to six months of inventory is a balanced market and six months or greater is a buyer's market. So uh, right now we're at that basically sub about one month to round up in the roundup. And if all this inventory comes on, we're like 1.6, it would still have to, it would double and we'd still be in a seller's market. Yeah. It'd have to what quadruple, if I can do my mental math right, to get towards the end of a balanced market. Yeah. Let me go back like two slides here. Hopefully nobody gets motion sickness. Chris, you asked me about what about this 30,724 people that are still in forbearance? Yep. All right. What if every single one of those people falls delinquent and can't make it out of forbearance? That is going to all come on the market. So that's going to give us about uh, 32,000 homes on the market. That's going to move us to roughly six months of inventory. All right. So we would overnight go to a balanced market if every single one of those people falls delinquent. I have a very, very hard time believing that every single one of those people is going to become delinquent, considering that the majority of people, greater than 97% of people, have equity in their home. All right. So the only risk you run is anybody that doesn't have equity and is delinquent, those are going to become your foreclosures. And that's a very, very, very small percentage. So I love this question. You know, when are we going to see this wave of foreclosures? It's the new shadow inventory question that we used to get back in 2012. Reality. Yeah. Delinquent homeowners are not going to make a meaningful impact on the market. Um, If you're out there, if you're a buyer thinking, hey, I'm going to wait for the wave of foreclosures to buy a property, I'm sorry to be the one to break the news to you. There's not going to be a wave of foreclosures. If you're an agent and you've got clients saying, hey, I'm going to get off the fence when the wave of foreclosures hits, it's not going to hit. There's not going to be a massive wave of foreclosures that's going to throw our market out of balance. Let me ask you this question, Joe. How many rentals have you bought this year? Uh, This year, three. I've bought two. Yeah. And I mean, we are in this, I mean, we work pretty much seven days a week. Yeah. I mean, nothing is scaring us to say we're not going to buy and nothing is making us say, hey, I'm going to wait six months because we're going to see a huge truth inventory. Hey, if you're out there listening to this and you're nervous about the market and you've got a property you're selling, give me a call. I'd love to chat about it. (laughs) Um, Anything else on the slides here, Joe? This is it. Last one's just my contact info. Yeah. So definitely. Yeah. I mean, so people not to contact Joe, you've been on here, what? One or two. A time or two. Yeah, time yeah. or two. I mean, but this is why, because number one, you're a great lender, but you also are an investor and you also have really good data, which is we always appreciate here. So I appreciate this a lot, Joe. I know we went through those numbers a lot and this was actually a very impressive slide deck. 
Um, so I would definitely, if you guys want to see the numbers by themselves, go to the show notes or click the YouTube video. But you really want to keep this short and sweet so you guys go out there, get the data, understand it, and realize that there's not going to be a wave of foreclosures. There won't be. I'm sorry to tell you. Um, if there was, I'd be thrilled because it'd give us a lot more inventory to sell, but there's not going to be. So we're going to continue to be in a seller's market, um, have to continue to use some of the tricks that we keep up our sleeve to get properties under contract. So if you have questions or want to chat about it, call me anytime. Joe, what's your phone number? 303-809-7769. Of course, you can email me, jmassey at castlecookmortgage.com, or you can reach me on my website, loansbyjoemassey.com. Awesome. All right, Joe, thank you. Listeners, you guys have questions, comments. If you have other data you want to dive into, let me know. Let Joe know. We do a lot of this stuff. One of my goals here is actually start pumping out a lot more of these nuanced data. So if you've got specific questions, reach out. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.